Hey, it's Dave. So I'm here. Um, I'm actually in Florida right now, um, traveling with my family, um, and I'm wanting to do a live stream this morning on the Cybertruck. So last night we had some um, footage of the first kind of Cybertruck impressions. Tesla delivered their first Cybertrucks yesterday, and this morning we have um, the new kind of uh, most comprehensive reviews coming out of the Cybertruck. So here it goes. We'll go ahead and go through some of the latest um, kind of. Uh, information on Cybertruck. I'll share kind of my thoughts, but my focus is not so much on the specs of the Cybertruck, but more on the impl implications. What does the Cybertruck mean for Tesla? What does it mean for their vehicle lineup going forward? What does it mean for Tesla shareholders? And what does it mean for the future of the company? All right, so uh, glad to see you guys here. Afterwards, I'll go ahead and take uh, some questions in the comments section as well. All right, so we know uh, yesterday's Cybertruck uh, delivery event came out with some actually some pretty cool information. So the Cybertruck can go 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Now that was way faster than I expected. Um, I was thinking maybe 2.9 or 3 seconds, but this is pretty incredible how they're able to to pack you know all that power into this really heavy machine of the Cybertruck. Um, but even though that it looks heavy, but they made it you know uh, light enough to 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 do this. Um, yeah, Cybertruck is, is crazy in terms of performance. Um, there are three notable reviews that came out this morning. And the first review was from Haggerty um, YouTube channel. Now this review I thought was the best. It was the most entertaining. I watched it with my kids. My kids had a blast. It adds a ton of humor and a lot of substance as well. But the short um, version of it is these guys loved the Cybertruck and they really think it's a revolutionary vehicle that will really change the paradigm of, uh, of trucks. Um, we have Top Gear. They had a really cool um, uh, uh, interview as well or review, but they actually got to, to um, interview some of um, Tesla's management, including Franz and um, Lars. And what they did was they got to see some of the behind the scenes choices and decisions of why the Cybertruck was designed the way it was. I um, highly uh, recommend this review as well. And again, the conclusion of Top Gear is that this is a crazy stellar car, uh, truck that's going to redefine trucking as, uh, or what a pickup truck is as well. Now, contrast this to like 10 years ago, there was a lot of, I guess, unfamiliarity, right, and doubt toward Tesla, you know, 10 years ago when they were first reviewing, let's say, the Model S or even the Roadster. But fast forward, um, they know Tesla really well, a lot of these car channels and, and car review places. And they give, it's a very fair review, um, they, and it's very informative as well. So a great job as well. Um, and next we have uh, Marcus Brownlee. He has a review on his, um, mod, his Cybertruck that he reviewed. A great review as well. This is like good 40 minutes as well. Lots of kind of just uh, features of what each thing does in the car. And his critique is it does uh, come out a bit pr pricier, uh, somewhat pricier than it was first revealed four years ago. But in terms of um, just utility, performance, and all of this, he's very, very impressed as well. So here we have three of the first kind of comprehensive reviews of the Cybertruck all coming out as um, a stellar um, in terms of conclusion. So the big controversy has been the pricing. So we have the real-world drive version, 250-mile range, coming out at $61,000. Uh, quite a bit higher than the 40,000 announced four years ago. Then you have 80,000 for the all-wheel drive. This is um, two motors and 340-mile um, range, 4.1 seconds, 0 to 60. And then you have the Cyber Beast. This is the tri-motor, 320-mile um, range, 
And this is the 2.6 uh, second zero to 60. This is really a crazy, crazy car here. Um, we have a bunch of accessories that Tesla announced and is, are available in their store. Uh, my favorite is, is this Cybertruck base camp. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool uh, a, a accessory here, I think. I think it kind of shows the potential of what you could do on top of a Cybertruck. A very, very modular, you add things, there's a lot of places to hook up and tie in stuff. But here you, has, you have the Cybertruck, you have a tent accessory, and the bottom here you get to have tons of storage. This all packs down really, really compactly within the trunk, um, the truck bed as well. And you've got this air mattress, you've got, yeah, it's a cool camping experience. I mean, this is pretty awesome if you're going camping um, to, yeah, to camp in a Cybertruck. I mean, that's just gotta be the coolest thing. I wish they had some type of, um, uh, ventilation from the cabin into the back, you know, so you could do air conditioning or heating, um, but I don't think that's possible. But yeah, I mean, maybe some people will figure it out later, right? But this is the view uh, from the cyber tent accessory. And this is what it packs down to. Very, very cool, right? I think this is just the beginning of many, many, not just accessories from Tesla, but many accessories from third parties, right? You can just add a, a ton of different things into the Cybertruck. All right, so um, before I take questions, I want to just kind of go through some of my uh, conclusions or kind of my first impressions and thoughts regarding the Cybertruck um, from these first reviews and um, the reveal. So first off, speed was super impressive. And I'm not sure if people are buying a, a, a truck for speed, right? But it's a it could be... Um, helpful in terms of towing as well. This is what it shows is it, it's, it can be very, very um, agile and performant in terms of um, uh, uh, towing as well. And we saw that earlier when Tesla in their uh, delivery event live stream, they went ahead and they actually were towing a Porsche uh, 911 um, and uh, beat the Porsche 911, right, in a zero to 60. And this just goes to show you know, just the power of, of the Cybertruck. And so the speed isn't all just in vain, right? Meaning uh, there is some, you know, utility to that speed as well. The second thing is handling. I think this is what every single probably Cybertruck review from now on will highlight or will note in terms of its uniqueness. And sure, the truck is fast. Sure, the truck is, you know, practically bulletproof, has this crazy design, very utilitarian or has a ton of util utility as well. But I think the defining characteristic is the most unique thing is going to be its handling. This car drives like a Tesla. It doesn't drive like a big pickup truck. That was my first impression four years ago when I had a, a test ride in it during the reveal event. This thing like was driving like a Model X and the Model X doesn't drive like a large SUV either. You know, it drives like a nice car to a large car, but a nice, you know, very, uh, performance card. And so what you have in the Cybertruck is you've got this huge uh, utility of a truck, right? And this fast truck that can do a ton of things, but this thing handles unlike a truck. And that I think is going to be the hardest thing for people to grasp. But once you get behind the wheel, you'll be like, whoa, this is different. Like you can actually like turn corners, go up a mountain, you know, go on a track, do all this crazy stuff that a pickup truck would be really just hard to do, but you could do that in a cyber truck. So yeah, this is, I think, going to be the, the main selling point or one of the best selling points is you can have this big truck, you can have this big vehicle that you feel like, you know, like you're in an armored vehicle, you could 
tow stuff, haul stuff, but yet you're, you don't have to compromise on the driving, right? You don't have to feel like you're just hauling this big old vehicle. And I think that's going to be probably the main selling point or the most unique selling point for、um, the Cybertruck.、Uh, you got a ton of utility, right? This truck, I mean, the truck bed. Is, is, is huge. It's super you know, mod, or ready to be、um, you know, uh, tied in and to hold a bunch of stuff. It's got this tonneau cover, which is super useful, a ton of outlets.、Um, this thing is, is really a, 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 just a very useful vehicle. And yeah, I just don't see many downsides in terms of its utility. I think Tesla did a great job there. In terms of、um, what's the impact of this truck for Tesla, the company. So I think it's going to have good margins. And I think Tesla erred on the side of, hey, let's, you know, we have a good demand、um, pool. Let's not err on the side of pricing this too cheap、um, and have low margins. Let's ha- have healthy margins, especially in the beginning. There's a big, you know,、uh, size of people waiting for this thing. And let's figure out, you know, how we could lower costs in the future, but let's not. You know,、um, pressure ourselves in the beginning to the point where you know, it's like a tiny margin car. So I think we're, ha- we're going to see good margins coming out of the Tesla Cybertruck initially. This is probably going to be a slow ramp. When I look at a lot of the stuff going into this truck, this is a lot of new technology, right? You've got you know, the whole folding stainless steel, whole new just architecture of how they're building the car. Electrical systems are different,、um, glass, all, all these. Just so much behind the car that I think,、um, yeah, it's going to be a slow ramp. And there's a reason, you know, and a good reason why I think、um, it, we're not going to see thousands of, of Cybertrucks in the next month or two, right? It's going to, it's going to take a while.、Um, overall, though, I think regarding the price, I mean, I know a lot of people were surprised by the price、um, starting at $60,000 and then going up to $80,000, right, for the, the all wheel drive. So here's my take. My take is I don't think this is the final price, meaning, Um, th- this is the introductory price. This is the price that Tesla is launching their Cybertruck ramp with. And I don't think this is the long term price by any means. And the reason why I say this is because Tesla's goal is to push forward, right? And accelerate the transition to s- sustainable energy. Pickup trucks are a big field. They're not going to try to do this with you know, a truck that starts at $60,000. And even the $60,000 um, um, vehicle, it, if it only has $250,000, Miles of range, that's not going to be that great. Meaning, you know, if you have to go up to 80,000 really to get right over 300 miles,、um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to disrupt and you're not going to accelerate your transition to, success, to sustainable energy with an $80,000 truck, right? You're going to do a little bit. So I think、uh, Tesla understands this. Price is really important. They understand、uh, lower price means bigger market, bigger impact. So, in my opinion, Tesla is taking a strategy. Where they're saying, hey, we're pricing it higher, right? Because it's a new vehicle. We're unsure of you know, the prices and the price reductions we're going to be able to achieve based upon full production. And all we know right now is, yeah, it's going to cost a lot to make these vehicles, especially in the early days. And so we're pricing it as such. And I think that's fair, right? Tesla doesn't know where exactly they're going to end up. I mean, they have projections, but they're not sure, 100% sure if they're going to reach those price projections. So rather than Base their pricing on right, the assumption that they'll re- reach certain price projections. Why not base it off of the present reality, which is these cars cost a lot to make right now? So they're doing that. These are initial price, prices for their ramp, and they're prices people are going to pay for those who want to get the truck early, who want 
you know, some of the first uh, uh, productions of the truck. Now, I think this price goes down. I think this price goes down probably by the end of next year, right? As Tesla basically, you know, um, goes through their demand for the tri motor and dual motor、um, at those prices, at a certain point when Tesla reaches, let's say, volume production, let's say it's between 12 to 18 months or so, so end of next year, early the following year, I think Tesla will have a better sense of what their price. Kind of reductions are with production ramp, and they'll be able to lower the price. Now, what is a more sustainable long term price? I mean, who knows what the inflation picture is going to look like in the future, but considering just moderate inflation in the future, yeah, I think we, I would, I think we could see a 50,000 or sub 50,000, right, Cybertruck、um, coming in close to 300 miles. I think the 250 mile for the the real world drive, I think it's, yeah, it's got to, it's got to go up, I think.、Um, Uh, maybe for the all wheel drive,、um, 300, whatever mile, 340 mile thing、uh, or range, we might, yeah, maybe 65. Yeah, I think that's a good number. Maybe 60 to 65. I think we're going to see these numbers come down though, right? I mean, the tri motor beast is going to be a premium vehicle, right? Probably 90,000 or so. So those are kind of my uh, uh, more longer term guesses on the price. So I wouldn't be too discouraged or too surprised by the prices. These are adjustable. We know that Tesla's prices are very fluid. So、um, that's my take on price. Now, on price as well, I think it could, if you take another angle, you could say that the higher price than expected could be signaling by Tesla that this is a, a car that's harder to make than they initially expected. And it could be more expensive than they initially expected. Now, if that's the case, I don't know if that's the case, but if it is the case, then it could lead to some potential of making a more traditional looking truck that is actually cheaper to build. And the reason is, is if you go cheaper, then you have a larger addressable market. Therefore, you, you know, make a bigger impact in terms of accelerating the transition to sustainable energy. You could take a lot of the lessons you learn from the Cybertruck, right? A lot of the features, you just basically port them over and you make a, a cheaper truck, right? That's based upon the Cybertruck. Now, if you want a tank of a truck, you're going to get the Cybertruck. You're going to pay the premium. But if you don't want the tank of a truck, you just want like, a normal truck, you can buy a cheaper Tesla truck. I think that's perhaps one of the reasons why Elon was saying their kind of initial or their volume production target is 250,000. I think they could sell more,、um, but perhaps there's a chance that this is costing a lot. It's complicated.、Um, they're leaving room for a more traditional looking truck and they want the, that to be higher volume. So maybe Cybertruck does stay around at 250,000 and maybe there's a, a traditional looking truck that goes up to 400 to 500,000 units per year and that's cheaper than the Cybertruck. Another interesting idea is I think this Cybertruck could help with a Tesla van. So this, see, the Cybertruck has, I mean, it's, big, it's a big vehicle. A lot of the stuff we're going to be able to use or Tesla's going to be able to use、um, when they launch and build their Tesla van, right? And I think my opinion is the Tesla van is the next, or probably the next Tesla product launch.、Um, it just makes sense. It's a big market.、Uh, Tesla has all of the pieces ready to go.、Um, I think they already have internal designs for this.、Um, maybe they've already designed the manufacturing right, factory system for it.、Um, yeah, so I, wouldn't expect, I would expect a product launch of the Tesla van next year, maybe within the six months, first six months of next year as well. But I think we could see a lot of the things poured over. Um, from the Cybertruck.、Um, yeah, and the Tesla van is going to be cool because for me, I'm looking forward, more forward to the Tesla van because, I mean, you could do a camper conversion if you want.、Um, probably not from Tesla, of course, but you, could, you know, the thing is, like, you've got this whole internal space to, to, to play around with. And 
uh, you could do, yeah, I mean, there's going to be so many, so many things that people do with the Tesla van. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of things that port over uh, to the Tesla van or to other vehicles as well that Tesla develops in the future. For example, they're doing steer by wire. What this means is basically the steering is no longer connected to the steer steering column or the wheel. It's actually uh, basically steering by an electrical system, right? So you have sensors that are sensing your your steering and then translating that and then steering your 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 wheels you could basically do it more accurately you could apply different things to the the, the steering and um this is probably the first of many steering by wire assistance by tesla and it makes sense because if you're going to go full autonomy you're not going to have like a steering column right so this is the first kind of column equipped for that um you have Tesla's first move into the 48-volt electrical system, which I think is going to be standard going forward for Tesla. You have their new power share, which is basically their cars being able to power uh, other houses or cars or, or, or things. This is pretty cool. I think this is going to be standard going forward as well. So you've got a lot of cool features that are debuting in the Cybertruck, um, but they're going to, I think, make their way into the other vehicles for Tesla. And so this is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, a cool, um, I think, uh, launch by Tesla, the Cybertruck vehicle. It's just, it's just a cool design vehicle, has super utility. It's got amazing performance. It's going to handle like no other big car or big truck out there. It's going to handle like a, you know, like a sports, kind of a large, you know, sporty car. And it's going to surprise people, right? This is like, you know, I think Tesla... Uh, pushing the envelope with design, with performance, with utility. And um, yeah, and some people think, say, oh, oh, the event was so short, it was just 20 minutes. But that's kind of, you know, the Tesla style is kind of understate things and let people experience it and discover all of the fun things that, that the car could do. Um, it's interesting that the, the reviews I, I noted um, all showed a ton of extra features that Tesla didn't show in their event. And I think that's the Tesla style, let people kind of discover and unfold and uncover, right, a lot of the things that the, the vehicle can do. So some fun stuff. Let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and answer some questions here. Um, yeah, we've got um, some cool stuff going on. If you want uh, to ask a question, just ask it in um, type uh, question in all caps and uh, colon and write your question. I'll go ahead and try to address uh, some of the questions. So one of the um, ideas I was thinking about is how does this fit into the bigger picture of autonomy? So if all cars right, that Tesla makes going like in some time in the future are going to be fully autonomous, hypothetically, if you assume that, then what, what does, where does this fit in, right? And what are, uh, how do the design decisions fit in as well um, regarding the Cybertruck? And I think a few things. First off, you, you've got the steer-by-wire system, right? So you're decoupling now the steering from the steering column. This is going to be going forward, you know, probably a standard design. You've got um, the, the side mirrors, right, detachable. I think Tesla really wants to get rid of them because you don't need them. I think Tesla could have done a rear-view mirror, like a standard um, as a camera in the Cybertruck. They chose not to, and they, they chose to just put it into the the monitor, the, the front screen, I think they did that because not necessarily because it's better, right, for the driver, but because of autonomy, right? Because in a fully autonomous car, you're not going to need a rear view mirror, right? Because you're not driving, right? The screen will do everything for you. In an autonomous world, though, you know, a Cybertruck can make sense because, hey, you want kind of, some people want to be driven in a 
in a armored car, right? A, basically, a car that's just like a tank, and that's going to give it to you. And also, in a fully autonomous world, you still are going to need to haul things, and the Cybertruck can haul things as well. So, yeah, it's not necessarily like going against what Tesla's doing. I think they designed the vehicle to be autonomous proof, meaning it's going to work in an autonomous world. And um, yeah, that's just some of the things that, and the, some of the ways that uh, Tesla has uh, worked at. All right, what do I expect uh, in terms of what happens with the stock? Yeah, the stock, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you have the, the algo traders, you have the computer traders, you have people manipulating also the markets through media and uh, they'll buy up stuff with different stories or they'll even plant stories right drive it up and then sell at a certain time to 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 profit so there's a lot of stuff that will happen in the market i think overall longer term though like if you look at it a, a longer time time frame um a lot of it is going to be driven by earnings right tesla's revenue needs to grow right their earnings need to grow that's going to drive up the big bulk of the the stock price and so um how and that's the thing will the Cybertruck really deliver you know a ton of earnings in the next three quarter or two i don't know right it depends on their ramp but um i think it's actually encouraging that the price is kind of high because it shows that hey we're gonna we're not gonna make these for cheap we're not gonna sacrifice margin basically right we're going to uh, make a decent margin as we ramp up. And I think, yeah, that's probably the best thing for them to do. Um, do you think the simplicity of steer-by-wire mean, will mean that we'll see the fastest manufacturing net of right-hand right drive vehicles for foreign markets? I think going forward, I mean, the the next-gen vehicle, right, and the robotaxi, well, Robotax won't even need a steering wheel, but the next-gen vehicle will be steer-by-wire, which does mean, yeah, they could go right-hand vehicle very fast. Um, I think there's this tension with Tesla right now, which is, yeah, if they want to go all-in full autonomy, then why do cars with a steering wheel, right? And so there's kind of this limbo stage that Tesla is in where they think that they're almost on the verge of autonomy, but yet they're not sure exactly when that's going to come, so they have to prepare um and have a safeguard, right? Have a default where they, they have to make cars with driving, you know, steering columns as well. But yeah, that could help um, basically with right-hand markets because you wouldn't basically need a ton of change probably. Um, what percent of pre-orders do you think actually go through with their purchase? Yeah, I think um, I'm on the more, I think, realistic side. I think a lot of people, majority of people will cancel their orders. I think the price is probably too high for most people. Um, and there'll be a, people, a lot of people who take the orders, right, too. But, um, yeah, I think the price will need to come down over time. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like 80000 That's a Model X, you know, category. And Model X doesn't sell a ton, right, um, of, of unit volume. And if you add on different um, um, add-ons, like you add on the film protection, you add on, I don't know, extra battery or whatever you're up and add on FSD, right? This is, um, it's a, it's a tough, tough sell for the majority of people who are expecting, right? A cheaper vehicle, but that's fine. I think uh, Tesla will deal with that. Um, and they'll go through, they'll work through, right? Their, their reservation pool during the first, you know, 12 to 18 months. And after, you know, full production, they'll, they'll be able to adjust the price, right? And I think the Tesla or the Cybertruck's um, performance, utility, everything will, will sell for itself as well. It's interesting um, if you notice that Tesla steered away from 
adding any Tesla logo or words onto the Cybertruck, right? It's just Cybertruck. And I think that's an interesting design decision. They're, they're really trying to uh, establish and own a separate brand, right, for the Cybertruck. And all of its um, add-ons and it's an ecosystem, right, of product and thought. And I think that's a smart move. Um, they even had to, you know, change or make everything angular, including, right, the, the wheel covers and everything in the car just to go with the, the design ethos, right, of the Cybertruck. Uh, when will we see Model 2? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the first, if you're calling the next gen vehicle Model 2, right? I think uh, uh, I think there's an eternal goal. My, my opinion is we might start seeing production at the end of next year. We'll see. If not, uh, beginning of 2025. I think the first cars do come off of Austin. I think Tesla is pushing forward very, very hard with, you know, um, basically making the machine that makes the machine, right? A lot has to go into what uh, makes the car in terms of all the factory mach um, machines and processes behind the car. Um, are they honoring the original FSD lock-in price? For as far as I know, they are. So yeah, I haven't heard anything different um, about that. Um, how badly does this hurt GM and Ford? You know, I, I don't know if... If the Cybertruck is going to be priced as where it's at right now for the next 12 months, I don't see this hurting GM and Ford much, right? I mean, maybe a tiny bit, but um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a car that needs to, I think, hit more of the mass market kind of price uh, range. And uh, we'll see. I think Tesla can do it uh, either by lowering right, the Cybertruck uh, price in the future or by coming out with a new, uh, more traditional-looking, cheaper right, truck which, with all of the features right, of Cybertruck, basically, which without, of course, the design and stuff. Um, why isn't Tesla implementing 360-degree cameras? It's ridiculous that a car over 70,000 doesn't have this am amazing feature. Um, no, I mean, Tesla has already this feature. It's called bird's eye view and with their FSD computers. They're able to basically reconstruct everything. Now, this is like 10 or 100 times better than uh, just a 360-degree camera. I mean, this actually analyzes all the different um, uh, objects and vehicles, their velocities, directions, everything to understand the real world around them. Tesla could easily put, you know, whatever uh, the bird's eye view. But I mean, Tesla's not focusing on uh, driver features as much as FSD features, right? This is uh, Tesla's vision is to see the car drive by itself, right, as soon as possible. Um, presentation was very dark and truck was not shown much at all. I believe this approach is to drive customers to showroom to view the truck in detail. Clever if true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I think it's more just a, it was a dark room or, you know, it's in the factory. This didn't have a lot of lights and the cyber vibe, right? Um, yeah, Richard Roke says, are you still invested in Tesla or have you sold some or everything? Um, yeah, I, I'm still keeping to my original plan, um, which is I hold a vast majority of my net worth. I think it's, um, yeah, it, it still hasn't changed. Over 90%, probably closer to 95% is in Tesla. And um, yeah, and I sell a, a few percent every year, mostly to give away and to be able to 
you know, do things with. But other than that, I haven't really changed my, my long-term uh, Tesla philosophy or approach. I could. Now, that's the thing. I reserve the right to change my Tesla investing approach and to sell if I need to sell, at, you know, whenever I need to. I don't want to be held, like, accountable to people saying, oh, no, you didn't. You, you said you weren't going to sell. No, I said this is my strategy to this point, right, is to hold in long-term companies I believe in. And who knows what will happen in the future? Maybe something happens where I, I sell, but I don't. It doesn't mean I'm changing my. I'm going. It doesn't mean I'm breaking my. It means my philosophy is that something has happened to change the long-term outcome outlook of that company, right? But so far, uh, so good. I think Tesla is in a in a good place. Um, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on repairing different parts after a crash? Higher complicated. How, how complicated will it? be to work around steel. Yeah, it, I mean, it might not be easy, but that's the thing, the steel probably won't dent very easily either, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there might be some Tesla, you might have to go to a Tesla authorized, you know, dealer or, or a body, body shop, but yeah, these are gonna be super, super durable vehicles. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's probably some trade-offs. Um, should Tesla follow the Cybertruck with a light-duty truck? Same designing except two-seater cabin, larger bed. They can capture a lower price market. Yeah, I think all of these questions and uh, options Tesla's, Tesla management are thinking about, they probably want to focus on just ramping the Cybertruck first, right? Because that's the hardest thing they can do. But once they do that, they can you know really think about what other markets that um, they can serve and accelerate the transition to sustainable energy as well. Um, yeah, I still want to drive my car, and it'll be decades before all countries are ready for FSD. Yeah, it might, be, it might, might not be decades, right? AI is moving fast, but yeah, definitely the, the, I could understand your sentiment to want to drive. Um, but after a while, if you could have some great experiences of being driven by an uh, AI that you think is, drives better than you, then yeah, people's minds might uh, change as well. Um, I think pricing is set higher also for Tesla to estimate elasticity of demand. Tesla knows that 2 million orders are not real, and with the new prices, they'll see how much demand there is. Thought, yeah, I don't know if they're really trying to test elasticity, see how much people cancel. I don't think they really want people to cancel, but I think they're prioritizing, you know, kind of, they want some margin of safety regarding demand, right? They don't want to shoot themselves in the foot by pricing it too low um, and pressing, and they don't, yeah, I, and it's better for fi finances, I think. And it could make sense too. Right? It, it, this is a vehicle that costs a lot to build, especially in the early like, volumes. And I think they can price it higher um, because it does cost more. I mean, one of the ideas I was thinking about is, yeah, it, these vehicles, they will cost millions of dollars or more, right? If, at, at a super low volume, right? If you're making like under a thousand or so, I mean, these, this would be crazy. I mean, if, if, you, if, if, if you were making just like 10 or 20, right, they would be like, it would be exorbitantly expensive. Even if you make 1,000, it would be, it would be very expensive. And so the only reason why the Cybertruck can get down in terms of price is through volume production. And so before reaching that volume production, if Tesla needs to charge more for their cars, it's because, yeah, it costs a lot to build these cars, and I think that's fair. And if people want to pay a little bit more for those to get, the, get it earlier, I think that's, that's fine too.
Um, I want to have a, a cyber truck with an RV, but the range probably drops a lot when towing uh, RC. Um, I guess a uh, RV camper. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, yeah it's a tough it's a tough thing to to tow with a cyber truck, but with the extra like you know if you have the extra battery. I was kind of hoping. What if you just like packed in extra two batteries or three batteries into that truck bed and and tow a trailer? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I, I doubt that's possible, but I'm still kind of waiting or hoping secretly. I don't secretly, but uh, ho- hoping that Tesla would would release their own trailer. That would be cool and really have it just super aerodynamic, super you know, just connected to the Cybertruck in terms of it able to. To hitch and unhitch and just everything, you know, maybe its own battery pack, all that stuff. Uh, have you seen the Haggerty video on the Cybertruck? Yes, I showed it in the early in the video. That's a, a cool video. If you're gonna see one Cybertruck review, that's you've got to see the Haggerty video. <laughs> that's just that's so crazy, guys, man. Um, I was like, man, they were like banging in a, a refrigerator <laughs> just to compare uh, banging in a banging a. Um, a cyber truck with a sledgehammer, pretty cool stuff. Uh, when will uh, when will we get uh, version twelve? Right, this is their FSD Tesla's FSD next version, purely based on neural nets by the end of the year. I think that's the goal, but again, um, yeah, they might reach it. I mean, if it's already rolling out to employees, then I think we have a shot. I'm not. I don't think it's guaranteed. I think Tesla will release it when it's ready. They're not going to pre-release it. It could go out to a, a smaller pool of, of people as well. We'll see. Uh, my expectations, though, is the first few months we're going to see bugs. We're going to see. You know, this is going to perform amazingly well in cer- certain places and in certain ways. But it's also going to surprise us in a different way, probably negatively in some ways, until we can improve it a lot too. So. Yeah, it's not gonna be like a miracle out of the gate, I think. This is gonna take some time. How will 4680 battery ramp impact Cybertruck ramp? Yeah, I think um, uh, they do go hand in hand in some ways, right? I mean, um, the Cybertruck needs the 4680 battery cells, and I think Tesla has kind of a ramp for that, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's also gonna take a while uh, to ramp this year. Um, do you think more Cybertrucks will be delivered this year? I think this is up in the air. I heard some rumors, some people were saying they talked with some Tesla person saying that, yeah, customer deliveries are going to start, right, uh, next week for uh, Cybertrucks. So we'll see. If we can get this in the hands of people, that would be pretty cool. I Personally, I think it will be cool, fun just to see the, these trucks out on the street, right? I mean, driving around. I mean, I think that's going to, people are going to be surprised at the look, how crazy this looks compared to a regular car. It's just, I'm. it's basically, it's like angles, right? You're talking about angular design versus like more of this like soft, you know, kind of uh, smooth design. And it's just so jarring out on the street in real life. I think people are really going to be uh, surprised. Uh, when do you think the new Model Y will be released? Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really going to be a new Model Y per se. I mean, it's always going to be updated. There might be, you know, 
a bigger update with you know rear camera, some other upgrades, right? That the Highland has, but the Model Y is pretty solid of a vehicle. But I mean, eventually, a lot of these things like the 48 volt architecture steered by wire, all this stuff will make it into the Model Y as well. But I don't think Tesla is anxious or trying to move fast to get that done. Uh, what do you think about Cybertruck to be available in Europe? Um, yeah, I don't know if Europe is really the right market for Cybertruck. I don't think that really the pickup truck market there is that big. I think the Tesla van could be big and, and, and decent in, in Europe. Maybe a lighter you know, duty truck, we'll see. But I don't know if Tesla is really planning on, on shipping the Cybertruck out. And um, another question is, when do you expect to see the prototype of Model 2 and when will it go to market? Um, yeah, prototype, I don't think Tesla wants to Osborne their Model 3 and Model Y by showing a Model 2 too early. I don't, want, I don't think they want to pump it up or anything. Um, if anything, they want a low-key um, Model 2 or, or next-gen car reveal. And even the reveal, maybe they don't even show much. I don't know. They have to downplay it. That's the key. Downplay the next-gen car. Downplay the features. Downplay everything, everything so the Model 3 and Model Y don't suffer in terms of sales. That's got to be the strategy, I think. You know, and then it's also going to take ramp, time to ramp. You don't want people to stop buying the Model 3 and Model Y because they're waiting for a, a next-gen car. It takes a while to ramp, right? That's disastrous. So, and that's the other thing. The, the next-gen car is going to have some compromises and you don't want people to imagine that the next gen car is this fantastic car that's way better than the three and Y. It's basically not going to be a better car than the three and Y. It's just that's just the reality of things, right? It's going to be a different car, a more utilitarian car, a cheaper car, maybe a smaller car, etc. So, anyways, yeah, I don't expect much of a reveal uh, or prototype going out. All right, guys. Um, yeah, this is a fun time with uh, and a fun time to see the Cybertruck. Um, revealed to see the first deliveries actually happen, and um, yeah, uh, fun to um, yeah commented on, co comment on these things and to share this time with you guys. All right, t talk to you guys in my next video. Thanks.